Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns, and I'm here to share with you some information, some tips, some strategies. I'm here to educate you about the world of bullying, harassment, hazing, all of the above. And, um, you know, and also cover some things that are in the news, and I do have information for you uh, that's related to the last podcast that I did, and it was on resiliency. Now, that podcast was designed for my subscribers, but what I've discovered is um, that this podcast and that podcast are tied together, and I'm going to make the one on resiliency available for everybody. What we're doing, though, is... For those of you who want to subscribe, and I encourage you to do so for 99 cents a month, you are going to have access to, and they'll come out once a week, all of the pod courses that I am now producing. We just did a pod course on stress management through balance. We're going to be doing another one that's going to be coming out on uh, Sunday or Monday on consistency. Uh, these pod courses are a way for you to listen to the content on any device and then to um, uh, download the lecture notes. They also come with a certificate of completion. So you're going to get a certificate for the number of hours that you were involved in the podcast or the pod course, and you're also going to get lecture notes that are associated with it. So it's a great opportunity, I mean, 99 cents a month. It's a great way to do things. You just become a subscriber and you have access to all of the pod courses. So you, you could get continuing education credit if your district allows it. I know New Jersey does. So if you take an hour and a half pod course, it's, it's, you know, it's 90 minutes worth of, of time that you've spent. You could get some uh, continuing ed credits if you're in New Jersey at, or other places. You have to check with your local board of ed for that for that information. Now, uh, last week, uh, I had gotten a call from a reporter in the Asbury Park Press, Jerry Carino. 
And he had, and I didn't even know about this, um, he was doing a story. He also did the story on the situation that occurred at Saraville High School about uh, some upperclassmen on the football team holding down a, um, a freshman or a sophomore student in the locker room and then uh, attempting to assault this student with a, um, a broom handle. Um, this is hazing, bullying at its finest. There's no question about it. So Jerry called me up, and I had done uh, an interview with the Asbury Park Press a few years back, and I think I may have also weighed in on the Saraville incident. Uh, the Saraville incident was equally uh, as bad. That happened in 17, which was four years ago. Uh, I don't think enough was done with that, to be truthful. Uh, I don't think that the students... Or there was there wasn't enough accountability. I mean, they they shut down the football season, and in this case, they did the same thing. They shut down the football season, and there were in this case some coaches that were suspended, three of them. Um, and that basically was because of lack of supervision. And th this. Because the locker room was unsupervised, what happened is these kids decided to start to do something that was unseemly. Now, a few things here. Number one, if you can't... At, there's, there's 10 coaches on, on the football team. This is in Wall Township, New Jersey. There's 10 coaches on the football team. If you can't find one of them to go into the locker room, and supervise that locker room. I mean, what what what's going on? I mean, how long does it take to get the team off the field and pick up some cones and some equipment? Now you're going to say, well, you're not a coach. You don't know. Yeah, I kind of do know. I did coach a little bit. I really didn't know what I was doing. But I do know that the head coach used to say to me, because he needed to give me something to do, he said to me, well, why don't you go and keep an eye on the locker room? And that's what I did. And, you know, I built some pretty nice relationships with those kids. We were chatting. We were having some fun, you know, and so on. It was a very, very nice thing because I got to know the kids and, and talked with the kids. Now, I'm not sure why they don't have supervision or why they didn't have it. I, I can't tell you why. But what I, what I do know is you can get supervision even if you don't use one of the ten coaches. You know how you can do it? Hire a security guard to stand in the locker room. That's all you have to do. You probably have security guards at Wall High School all the time. I think every high school has them now. Hire the guard. Let him... Stay there. Give him three, four hours extra pay at the end of the day. This is just during the football season, but you have other sports too, and this could happen with any sport. That's one thing that needs to be done there. The next thing that I found rather interesting is 
because we've already had a situation in Sarahville, and I'm sure stuff like this goes on that we don't even hear about, is the boldness of these kids. Now, I have spoken on many occasions about why it's important at a young age to hold kids accountable. And remember, there's only three things that you've got to hold kids accountable. There's three things, respect, responsibility, and then there's compliance. And compliance is doing what you're told when you're told to do it with a good attitude. And I am dead against asking too many questions. I am for, I am for um, telling kids what to do. In other words, stop asking, start telling. And when kids at a very low level, at a very low level, aren't given the idea that what they're doing is wrong or the consequence isn't strong enough. In other words, they come in, they haven't done their homework. Well, what's the consequence? They get out of their seat too much. They are unkind to their classmates. Maybe there's some low-level bullying that's going on in the classroom. And they're not held accountable first, second grade, and so on. No, and I'm going to use the word, no fear develops. And they start to develop the idea that they can get away with anything. And they start to take greater risk and try to get away with stuff. Until until it reaches a point where they're doing things that are illegal. I mean, there was, there was some sexual assaults that had gone on in Wall as well. And the bottom line is, you know, it's illegal. And what's illegal in society is illegal in schools. So kids need to be held accountable at a young age. They need to be held accountable at a young age. If, in fact, they're not, they will grow up with the belief that they can get away with anything. And if there's any type of entitlement that's mixed in there where you know what there's nothing that they can do to me I'm gonna get what I want when I want then there it's gonna be all the more the, the worse it'll be far worse and we have to look at this and we have to ask ourselves what's going on with our kids in school I know COVID's affected them. That I know. But we have to really take a close look at what's going on here. Because if we don't, if we don't, you know, things have a way of dying off. In other words, just singing Sarahville died off. And then all of a sudden, because you have, you have a new generation of kids come through, another, kids that are coming through another four years, and then, and then there'll be another group that comes through. 
and they didn't hear about it. Yeah, you know what happened here? Let me tell you what happened. We did this, and I didn't get into college. I did this, I didn't go to the prom. This happened to me, we didn't, we didn't walk in graduation. I mean, let's think about, you know, things at a high school for a minute. You have seasons, you have football season, wrestling season, basketball season, you have baseball season, track, you know, all the different seasons that go on, right? And you got one kid that's playing on the baseball team. Okay? He's, he's a baseball player. And he does something that's so outrageous in January or February. That's suspendable. That's suspendable. Should he play on the baseball team in April? Should he be benched for a few games, maybe, because of what he did? Or should, by the time April rolls around, it should it be forgotten? He's out there playing ball, but maybe the students or the teachers or whoever he did or did this thing with or to, they're looking at him saying, you know, this guy's playing baseball and really nothing happened. He got suspended, but he got a chance to make up the work. In other words, the consequences aren't strong enough, and it leads to, it leads to the um, behaviors that we're seeing now. Kids have to realize that as you get older, the stakes are higher. The stakes are higher. And if, in fact, you want to start pulling this stuff, guess what? I mean, if this had happened, um, let's just say it happened in a place of business. Let's just say I'm working and, and uh, I harass or intimidate someone on the job. You know, you know what they call it today? They call it administrative leave. You have to, you can't be here. And I don't think any of those kids that were involved in this situation should be in school. I really don't. You know, I honestly don't. I'm going to tell you why. Strictly because of the fact that there's too much rumors and gossip that are going on. People are talking. You know, they're having all kinds of thoughts on the topic. There's conversations that are going on. This kid who was assaulted, and of course we don't know the names and we don't want to know the names. He may have friends. The kids on the football team are probably complaining. There could be arguments, there could be fights, 
There could be friends of the kid who was assaulted and the kids on the football team. They might start to mix it up. There's a lot of reasons why these kids shouldn't be in school. But, you know, the old adage is, is you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. Well, guess what? There are certain things like, I don't know if someone was proven guilty or not in the sexual harassment things that have gone on. But for sure, while they were waiting to be proven guilty, they were given something that was called administrative leave. Coaches get administrative leave. The students need administrative... I'm not saying... Let's, let's just take suspension out of it. Let's just say you're going home and you're going on home instruction until we sort this thing out because you being around here isn't helping the school. And it's not going to help you, and it's going to create such a distraction that we're going to have trouble here. And that's, that's the tack that should be taken. But for some odd reason, there's this concern that parents won't like it. You know, parents usually have a line that's called, you know, not my kid. It's not my kid. My kid didn't. It is your kid. It is your kid. Your kid may have been involved. You know, half of the time, parents don't even know what's going on. Do you know that Columbine High School, back in 1998, April of 98, when Harris and Klebolts went in and basically tried to blow up the school, the parents of those kids didn't even know that they had dynamite in the basement. That's how in tune they were. Now, I'm sure parents are more in tune today than, than they're going to recognize dynamite in their basement. But the bottom line is, when you start to really believe it's not my kid, and you start to fight and argue for your kid's weaknesses, and you do it at a young age. You know what's going to happen? That kid is going to expect you to go in and fight for him, even if he's wrong. And sometimes the parents with the biggest mouth get the most, because they intimidate, they intimidate, the parents intimidate administration, teachers, and so on. I wrote a course, it's called... Dealing with angry and irate parents. I mean, it's, it's literally, literally insane when you think about it that I'm going to argue for my kids' weaknesses or I'm going to argue for what my kid did and try to say, well, how come everyone else isn't getting suspended? Well, you know, he wasn't the only one. Well, he didn't do as much as the other kids. It doesn't, all of this doesn't matter. What is the individual responsibility of your child? See, and this is what we have today. This is what we have. We have this situation. I mean, I live 
uh, in Stafford Township, New Jersey, and we have this this situation with COVID and the wearing of uh, of a mask. I've never seen such arguing over whether or not they want a kid to wear them. You're stealing their smile. The kids are being abused. Look, this stuff. You know, you, you're, you're trying to take some precautions and make sure people don't get sick. Put the mask on. Do your thing. I, you know, some of these kids got to go in with two and three masks only because of the fact that, you know, they sneeze in them, they know how to handle them, and so on. The bottom line is you're trying to make sure people don't get sick. That's what you're trying to do. And there's arguments and fights and battles and you and and people just can't agree with one another and if you disagree with me you know we're gonna have a fight and a battle you know and so on it is ridiculous it is ridiculous i'm going to attach to the description here uh, of this podcast a um, short, very short article that I wrote many years ago. It was called Everybody Knows. And it gives a clear, a very clear depiction of what everybody knows in school but nobody does anything about. And I think uh, you guys will read this and you'll say, hey, wait a minute, you know what, I got it. I got. I see what's happening. You see, what's happening is 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 the boat is leaking, and the captain lied. Basically, that's it. We've got to really start, and it's going to take ten years. It's going to take ten years. That's all there is to it. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take 10 years to change things, to change things. Small compromises. We've made them over 30 and 40 years, and this is the end result. This is the end result. That's another article that I'm going to, maybe I'll attach. It's just basically called 40 Years of Small Compromises, and I go over the 10 of them. We've got a lot of work to do. Not only in school, but in our culture, society, with adults, and so on. I'm 67. Things have changed a lot over the course, just in the course of the last 10 years. And sometimes it can be frightening. Sometimes, you know, you look back and, you know, like as an older person now, I look back and I think about the good old days you know, well, you know, my parents got upset with me, too, for walking around with a transistor radio all the time. Now kids walk around with their iPhone all the time. But the bottom line is, you know, with each generation comes comes their own set of problems. And we have to take these problems now and figure out how we're going to deal with them. How we're going to deal with them. Gave a few suggestions about that Wall High School situation. Basically, stricter discipline at at um, 
in, in the, the lower grades. That's one thing. Parents have to be educated in terms of what they have to do in terms of disciplining in the home. And parents also have to know how to cooperate even though they disagree. And if they do disagree, they got to do it with the right attitude. The school is not your enemy. The school's trying to help you basically raise your kid. But instead of, in the minute you see it as adversarial, what happens is, is you have a situation where it becomes like a bad marriage. Mom and dad don't agree. School and home don't agree. Once that starts happening, you know what kids do? They sit back and watch. And they rub their hands and they figure they can get away with anything now because mom in the school or dad in the school aren't agreeing with one another. And the other thing you got to do is invest a little more money and put some security guards into the into the locker rooms if, in fact, you can't get coaches to go in there for whatever reason. My name is Jim Burns. You're listening to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast was originally, the topic was originally to deal with resiliency. However, we got off track and we started talking about Wall Township. Uh, which is um, a small town, or it's actually a large town in New Jersey, where they just had a hazing incident. Uh, and I'll put the article up on the on the in, in the podcast description. We just had a hazing incident, and um, it's something that we have to begin to take a closer look at. And you'll see all the information I'm going to give you in the episode description. Now. If you are not a subscriber, subscribe because you're going to get pod courses and it's going to be 99 cents a month. So you're going to be basically getting some real solid instruction for 99 cents. That's one thing. So subscribe. Tell your friends about this. Go to my store, anti, uh, the, the Bullyproof Classroom. Take a look at the products that are there for you. Get the book, Anti-Bullying 101. Read that. And that'll help you get some ideas on how to deal with some of these problems that, that are occurring in school today. Bottom line is, work to help your kids become better people. Well, work to help your students become better people. And I'm not a big believer in, you know, we got to hammer away at them scholastically, but I do believe we have to hammer away at them in terms of their character and their ability to be respectful, kind, considerate, and caring people. That's what I think is important. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. I hope you all have a great day. Today's Tuesday, November 16th, if you can believe that. Thanksgiving is next week. We're getting close to the holidays again. That's another topic where a lot of things seem to happen during the holidays, but at any rate, we're getting close. I look forward to speaking with you all again. I'm going to be maybe doing another podcast later in the week. I know next week the next pod course comes out. That's going to be on consistency. Look for that. Subscribe to, the, subscribe to this podcast. Take a look at the website. I'm sure you'll get a lot of 
a lot of good out of all that I'm offering, and I hope that it helps somebody somewhere. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast.